Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Jimmy Godomsky. And uh, if uh, I can urge everyone to watch the uh, the first in the installment of this series that starts tomorrow and uh, a full explanation uh, exploration is is chronicled uh, in this series on the History Channel 10 p.m. Eastern Time and Jimmy is a uh, underwater uh, explorer and so much more than that Jimmy how are you I'm doing well thank you for having me this morning well listen thrilled to have you if you can uh, give us a, a little overview of what we're gonna see so we have a uh, six-episode series coming out, and it's uh, going to focus on all these different discoveries based around the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, we have not only the Challenger, which I'm sure everybody at this point has heard of, and it's been all over the news, but uh, we've made many different discoveries throughout this entire series that each episode we're going to focus on a different discovery that uh, has been a part of the Bermuda Triangle. And uh, the Challenger is going to be our initial pilot episode, and we're going to learn much more about that in that episode, as well as like what we were looking for, which was the Martin Mariner seaplane that went out looking for Flight 19 that disappeared into the Bermuda Triangle, and then the Martin Mariner goes out looking for Flight 19 to go save these guys, and then the Martin Mariner disappears as well, and that's the general idea of uh, how we came across the Challenger, because uh, we, we were expecting it to be the Martin Mariner. I, I'm so glad you're doing this. Uh, as a kid, I heard nothing uh, else but uh, the, the Bermuda Triangle, and, and it became, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, an example of something got lost. They'd say it's in the Bermuda Triangle, uh, you know, something in your house. You lost your keys, and they'd say, where, uh, where are your keys? They're in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, explain why... This is a unique area. I mean, there's got to be something geographically uh, that that's involved there, or I, I assume. And I know that you'll you'll be explaining more of that as the uh, as the series develops. But give us a little uh, taste of why the Bermuda Triangle got this reputation. Well, we're going to have a lot of different theories throughout the episodes, but what we're trying to do is connect these stories and that is a very high traveled area and because it's such a high traveled area there's going to be a lot of casualties and things that happen in that area but that area is also prone to rough seas and uh very bad weather hurricane storms that can kick up out of nowhere and it could go from flat seas to crazy rough seas in a matter of minutes and if you get caught out in that, this is a big reason why a lot of these uh, boats, planes have crashed and gone down. But we're trying to make uh, stories around it and find out why each one of these shipwrecks, uh, plane wrecks have gone down and crashed. 
how big a crew do you have for for this? Or how how big was it uh, when you started out, and did it change at all uh, during the filming? So um, our dive team consists of uh, myself and my diving partner Michael Barnett, and then we also have our uh, camera guy who is his name is Evan Kovacs, and we've been doing a lot of these deep dives together for uh, for years now. And it's uh, it's gone a long way. I mean, uh, there's just on the bottom when we go down, there's three of us. Uh, basically, the the two of us, and then uh, then uh, our cameraman. And we're top side. We have a whole another team that uh, is for doing the research and all of that. But on the bottom, there's just the three of us uh, looking, trying to identify all of this and get the footage so we can analyze it after the fact with the rest of the team. Yeah, I gotta believe that someone like yourself uh, has dreamt of of uh, doing something like this. I mean, this is exciting for me as a uh, as a non scuba diver to watch somebody do it and to uh, to brave these uh, waters. Um, first of all, have you been there before? Have you been there in the past? And uh, and if not, um, were you thinking about this as a kid, as a young scuba diver? Is this something that you've been thinking about for a long time? So I never thought it would spiral into something like this. Um, I have always loved diving. I love uh, deep shipwreck diving. Um, it's brought me to find many different wrecks and link many different stories together. But I also am a uh, captain and I run a lot of boats and I've run boats through the uh, Bermuda Triangle many a times. And uh, it, it gets rough. It does get squirrely out there. but. I never imagined myself doing this uh, years ago. Even I, I was like, I never thought it would spiral into uh, into now making uh, like world discoveries. Uh, Jimmy, when you when you say it's rough taking a, a boat through there, uh, is is it rough compared to everything, or is it uh, is it comparable uh, to other spots that you've been in? Uh, is it is it the toughest? Is it the roughest um, stretch of water that you've been through? Um, so this area, it's, uh, it's comparable to, uh, some of the waters that I've been, uh, offshore in, let's say like North Carolina, Virginia area. But, uh, this is very much traveled by, uh, local boaters as well as commercial boaters. So you have a lot of people traveling through this area and, um, the waters get rough and that presents information that now can... Put a boat down. Think about uh, or put a plane down. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, amazing. I, wh- yeah, why do the planes uh, go down here? Is uh, is it uh, well? Yeah, what's the explanation for planes going down around this area? I mean, uh, you've heard probably compasses uh, just get squirrely. You lose your direction. You lose where you're going. Now that we have modern technology, you don't hear it as much, but back in the day, if you lost your compass heading, you could be flying forever and think you're going one direction and end up in the middle of the ocean or the Bermuda Triangle, and oh, next thing you know, uh, you're running out of fuel. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, congratulations on uh, on the series. Uh, can't wait uh, to watch it. We'll be talking about it as we let you go. Tell us anything else we should know, and uh, and quickly give us a, a website or a social media site where we could follow along with what you guys are doing. 
Uh, so we have many different discoveries throughout this entire series. It's going to be super exciting. Uh, the Challenger is the biggest, but there's going to be a lot of other discoveries that uh, will come up in the next uh, couple weeks here. So tune in for those as well every Tuesday night. And uh, on social media, uh, Jimmy Godomsky. Uh, you can find me on any of that. History Channel will also be reposting things. Michael Burnett on social media, YouTube. Uh, we have a lot of just what we're doing day to day, finding shipwrecks and uh, trying to link these stories together. It's super exciting. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all, all that stuff. Uh, Jimmy Godomsky, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Jimmy Godomsky has been our very special guest. He's an underwater uh, explorer, and his, uh, his main uh, focus and interest over the past decade has been um, shipwreck exploration, and uh, he's put together this series, and um, six-part series, the Bermuda Triangle, uh, into cursed waters as they attempt to identify wrecks found within the Bermuda Triangle, a hotbed for unexplained disappearances dating back hundreds of years um i'm reading there from uh, from his mark from his release and uh you know this uh, marks the first uh, major discovery of wreckage from uh, the challenger discovery and you know we'll see what you know we'll see what uh, what he unearths or, or takes out of the sea i should say and we'll see how that uh, all plays out but every tuesday you'll be able to see a, a new episode uh, for this this limited series, and it's uh, it's premiering uh, this Tuesday, 10 p.m. on the History Channel. And Jimmy Godomsky is uh, you know hey listen, uh, this is this is uh, the the field he went into. Sounds like he's got three people, him, his uh, scuba diver diving partner, and their cameraman, and. You know, look, I'm, I'm sure they have uh, a crew. There's a crew from uh, the History Channel, but still, that's uh, that's that's his crew that he talks about. And uh, I just, you know, hey, kudos. Kudos to anyone who's got uh, the nerve to go underwater like this, and especially in this in this area. And he said something kind of interesting. He said, now with the modern technology, there's a, there's a much different... There's a, a, a much uh, different uh, approach to things when there used to be a compass, and uh, and just a, a just a compass. If uh, if if the I don't know if he said twirly or or, or squirrely, right? Either either one makes sense. Is uh, you know if the compass uh, got twirly or squirrely, whatever he said, um, you know you lose your way, and then you know a, a plane could run out of gas, and it makes a it makes a lot of a uh, lot of sense. You always heard about this. You always heard about the Bermuda Triangle and the dangers around there, and that explains why a, a plane would go under. And uh, the ships, as far as the ships getting wrecked over there, the the, the heavy waters, and uh, he compared them to some of the uh, North Carolina, South Carolina waters. And I I've never heard uh, you know anything uh, uh, too much about there, but I, I imagine uh, Bermuda. Um, uh, and not being too far from that geographically um, it would have would have similar uh, uh, dangers. Uh, Frank McKay here signing off. Jimmy Godomsky.
has been our very special guest. Check him out in the series, The Bermuda Triangle, Into Cursed Waters. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a, a super talent, and whether it's with Journey or the Babies or uh, solo work, uh, Jonathan Kane's work over the years has just been terrific. And, and there's, a, there's a new EP available. We're going to talk to him about it. It is just absolutely terrific. I've been listening uh, to it, and I got a kind of a sneak preview here. It's perfect for Christmas, for Christmas gifts. And uh, I, I love the fact that he's still putting out great music after all these years. I, there's so many of his contemporaries that, you know, just they're satisfied with what they did. They dropped the mic a long time ago. He just never has. Jonathan Kane, how are you? Hey, Frank, it's good to be with you. I'm fine. Doing great. Well, listen, I'm thrilled to uh, have you. I'm also thrilled to uh, to hear your new music. Uh, give us a little background on, on your new release. Yeah, this was a continuation from 2017 album that I did, Unsung Noel, uh, that I got a nod for a Grammy on the long list. Uh, wow. I felt like uh, it was a little unfinished business there. Um, I wanted some new... Uh, new songs for my uh, my show coming up uh, at the church and uh, got put it on my heart to go in so I, I, during the journey tour I was on my days off I was singing uh, Christmas music <laughs> uh, yeah. you know uh, all summer uh, trying to get this done and uh, it, it was a labor of love and uh, you know I did it in my own studio in Nashville with uh, A-list guys um, who all happen to be Christians um, and it blessed them and bless me and the, the background uh, voices on the record are none other than Tim McGraw's background singers um, who did a great job Tanya Hensheroff and uh, Perry Coleman who I've worked with before they just knocked it out of the park for me uh, I didn't even get to, to see him do it but um, they uh, they sang so well and uh, really really proud of the way this thing came out it's just uh, just long enough and I think it uh, it's positive and, and joyful. That's what we want. Yeah, it's just terrific. I, I got to believe you'd uh, you'd be thrilled with all of this. You talk about keeping Christ in Christmas. Uh, you know, you're, you're one of those guys as well uh, who's, uh, who's big on that. I, li- listen, I'm thrilled uh, once again that you, uh, that you continue to put out music. I've always wondered, uh, is there music from you? Is there Jonathan Cain music uh, out there w- that we just haven't heard for one reason or another? Do you have like a stockpile? You seem the type... Uh, to me that that it's always you're always writing or you're always uh, recording uh am i right to believe there's probably a lot of material well there is uh you know there's five worship albums and i did an album called uh the songs you leave behind uh which is um sort of an autobiographical uh collection of songs that i wrote for my book don't stop believing so in the audio book uh these songs appear uh, that I wrote over the years about my life growing up and uh, 
that album also received a nomination for a double award. Um, it's uh, 19 songs on iTunes. It's a, a pretty long uh, collection, but I wanted to uh, save some of the songs from going away because, uh, you know, they get canceled if you don't digitize them. Uh, and record companies that I worked with before are gone now. And so I wanted to save, um, you know, the idea of, of uh, keeping the songs alive. And uh, so that's a good place to go if you want to hear a, a cross-section of, you know, all the stuff uh, that, that, I, uh, that I've written. Of course, you know, my work in the babies, uh, you know, was, it was the beginning of it all. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I choose now to sing for the Lord. You know, it, it's just when I sing lead, um, I want to sing to him. And to him only, and I've kind of just—that's what I'm doing. You know, I write for Journey, still, and I wrote 18 songs uh, this last year for Journey. But um, my heart, when I sing, it, it's worship. I lead worship at my church. You know, so just yeah, fantastic. Honestly, uh, fantastic. Uh, the idea that Thank you. Uh, that you have. Um, uh, you know this this body of work and and faith based music is uh, you know is wonderful. Uh, do you have much crossover? Do you have a lot of faith based people telling you, look, I, I love your faith based people, but uh, your your music, but I um, you know I started with the babies or I started with Journey. Uh, are there a lot of people who uh, who say that? Is there a lot of crossover? I think there is. A, a lot of people are. Are, are kind of surprised you know they're like wow we didn't we didn't know you had a heart for the lord and good on you and you know there's going to be haters out there that you know uh how how could you be a secular artist and then sing to the lord how could you take money God. from music when you know uh well it's my way of paying it back you know and i i pay uh you know i don't make any money on my worship albums uh you know i, I don't even break even i do it as is a tie to the Lord. You know, I consider myself a bit of a psalmist, you know, if you will. And yeah. I look into the, I look into the word and. Who do you got back there? What kind of dog? He's a, that's Rocco the shepherd. <laughs> he's, he's, he's barking at the gardener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's anyway. chiming in. He's yeah, got something to say. Right. Yeah. He's two and a half. He's, uh, he's doing his job. Yeah. Well, hey, you were just—you were just—you you were just talking about, uh, you know. I mean, shame on anybody that would criticize you for uh, for following your heart and 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 putting your your music out there for for the Lord, as you as you put it. I mean, it's how does anybody criticize that with a straight face? I mean, how can well, anybody how can anybody find, say they that? Find a way to do it. You know, I I was on I have found haters on YouTube. I was I was just shocking. I was looking at a. I had a song called More Like Jesus um, on a couple albums ago, and uh, I was reading the comments, you know, this morning. I couldn't believe some of them. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know. And they're, mind you, they're only maybe 3% of the people or 2% of all the comments are that way. Uh, yeah. But still, any, there are any are outrageous. Yeah, you're going to hate on something, you know. They don't have a a life and so they're going to hate somebody uh, that's the only thing I don't like about the internet you know uh, they give them a platform to hate uh, shame on them wow. it doesn't affect me one way or the other I don't care because I think I, I probably lead more people into in, in, the light of 
who God is uh, than not, you know. So I'm totally transparent. I was, you know, I was a choir boy. That's where I started out in church, singing choir, um, singing Latin in a Catholic church. Uh, wanted to be a priest yeah. and uh, end up marrying a preacher. So wow. <laughs> good <laughs> for you. Sense of humor, huh? Listen, yeah, just. Just terrific. I, what a well-spent life. What a career. And, and uh, you know, now, I mean, to me, this is as important, uh, the, you know, the five faith-based albums that you you, uh, you did. And, you know, not to mention the EP. Uh, just um, just wonderful that uh, that you're doing. I just had Mark Wahlberg on, and he's doing a lot of faith-based uh, acting. And he said the same thing. He's getting criticized for, for taking faith-based roles. And it's kind of like, what do you, you know, wow, how do you get criticized that? Anyway, uh, listen, we'll keep it. Keep it positive. Congratulations on an amazing yeah. career. The the new EP. Uh, Thank can, you. Can you tell us anything else we should know before we let you go? And if you have a website or a social uh, media site, please give it to we, us. Yeah, yeah. It's John, JonathanCain.org is my website. Uh, we can go there. And I have a, you know, I'm starting a journey tour in February in Virginia. And we go all the way to the end of April, end up in California with Toto. Uh I'm going to be performing live in Orlando on the 18th of December uh, at 6 o'clock at City of Destiny. And then on the 21st of December at the River Church uh, with uh, my band. And we're going to be performing uh, Christmas is Love in its entirety. Uh, listen, uh, congratulations to you on, on all your choices. Uh, thank you very much for being here. God bless, Jonathan Kane. Right, thank you, Frank. Jonathan Kane, everyone has uh, been our very special guest and again you, you know him from journey the babies uh in and the 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 christian faith-based work that he does I, I mean listen shame on anybody for and and by the way i'm i don't belong to any organized religion right so by by no means do i want to um want to give off the impression that uh, you know that that i uh, i do faith-based um uh, material but when somebody is faith-based and they're uh, they they come on and they're they're doing uh, you know work either as an actor or actress or they're doing uh, music or or writing uh, books. I, how do you criticize that? You know that's their that's their belief. Uh, you know you want to say it's preachy. Is that is that what you're doing? But shame on anybody for for hating on Jonathan Cain for this. He can make a lot more money doing doing a lot of things and and the fact that he's doing this and he's he's singing to the lord as he put it you know god bless him wow just come on guys i, I mean by the way and and if there was somebody out there that's you know that that's pre preaching no religion or whatever it, it's fine but don't hate on on jonathan cain don't hate on somebody because because they found uh, some something they love in in the lord and uh religion i, I mean my god Please, you know, to 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 crush on him about that, it, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, but again, you know, the 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 one other point I want to make is that, um, yeah, he said there's only a, a couple. They they speak loud. The ones, you know, the the haters, regardless of what it is. Uh, and I I know uh, you know a comedian. I he told me this off the record, so I won't say it. But a world famous comedian. Um, I was having this conversation with him, and he said he he has a thousand positive uh, comments on on a uh, uh, on uh, on a site on on some kind of YouTube video or something that he did, and out of you know millions of views or whatever it is, and there's one guy that said uh, you know I hate your guts. I hope you 
crash into a tree and die, whatever. And and he focuses on that. And I'm like, how can you focus? This is some lunatic that's just living in his mother's house. But it's the negative that we uh, we we focus on. And Jonathan Cain, uh, you know, he gets, uh, you know, probably that's the notice that he gets. But shame on them. Uh, terrific guy from everything I know about Jonathan Cain. Just terrific guy. And uh, God bless him. Uh, he's doing faith-based music. Good for him. Get his new EP. It's terrific. Uh, Frank McKee signing off. Jonathan Kane of Journey and the Babies and, and his faith-based work has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here with the uh, very talented Poppy Hollow, and uh, she is part of the uh, the new, uh, and it's you know relatively new. It's been on for for about a month now. Uh, CNN this morning, and it is terrific, and uh, it's a, a lot of talent combined there. Don Lemon, uh, along with Caitlin Collins, and a uh, nice array of talent. A lot of chemistry there uh, immediately. Poppy Hollow, how are you? I'm great. Good morning or evening because it's nine twenty in the morning and I'm ready for bed. Yeah. But I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is there is there any adjusting for you? It, it seems to me there's a lot of chemistry and you go back a long way with Don. Uh, I, you know, I, I I've got to believe you kind of just you, they just plugged you in and it kind of took off. But I'm sure there's more to it than that. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Look, I was I was telling folks I went home to Minnesota over Thanksgiving with our kids and people are saying how is it i know the hours are so early how do you like it and i said you know what the hours are what they are 2 30 a.m wake up call i don't think ever gets easy no matter how early you go to bed but i said it is so worth it like you're right it's only been a month and i am so happy i as you said i go back with don a long way we've been very close friends for a decade we came to our wedding overseas in slovenia a decade ago uh, and, and Caitlin is just the biggest joy and has become just like not only a very dear friend, but someone that I really learn from every day and look up to. So, like, the hours are what they are, but I'll take it for this group. Yeah. It, but listen, it's it's a, a nice um a, you know, a nice piece of casting, or whatever you would call it, by the uh, the folks over CNN. Uh, they they did a real well, we, nice we job. We do have a boss who's. We do have a boss who, you know, is a morning show guru. So right, <laughs> right that's right. Chris Lick, and I think we're we're all grateful to him for the, for the opportunity and the you know the, the vote of confidence. Uh, how about the staff, the the supporting staff behind you? Um, are they people that you you've worked with before? Is it a mixture of new faces and 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 old friends? What I old friends what i love about it is that you know as as we built this show really built it from the ground up as a team with eric hall our executive producer this is the team that was right so like the line producers the writers the great editorial booking team and those producers have been here doing this 
in doing our morning show for a long time. And that's a real gift because I've known them for years, filling in, uh, being on the program. And so it's a re- you've got to be a family if you're going to deal with these hours. By the way, I can't complain about the hours because they work overnight, like all night, like come in at midnight. So it's an amazing crew. And I'm so glad you brought it up because, right, you only see our faces on TV, but there's a team of 55 people behind us. I think that's the right number. And that doesn't even include the whole team, you know, running the studio. So lucky to lucky to get to work with them. You, we assume, you know, just looking on the outside, watching in, uh, that uh, that everything is just a uh, you know natural fit. You know, you've been there a while, and everybody. There's no new, um, uh, you know, it's not like they reached out from outside the uh, the the organization to. Uh, to to get you guys together, you've been together, you've been apart, you've done all kinds of work. Are there surprises? Are there is there anything over the last month that surprised you at all? Yeah, I definitely think so because I, I feel like I'm able to be a lot more of myself on the program. Not that I wasn't able to in my previous show, which I loved, nine to eleven a.m. with Jim. It's just this format of sitting in studio for three hours with Don and Caitlin, who are not only really close friends of mine, but also like really extraordinary at their craft and on their beats, has allowed me to learn every day from them. Like listening to Caitlin's interview this morning with Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, like a you know rare interview who doesn't do a lot, and she really got him to open up. I learned so much about um, from her and and just ha- how she executes those excellent interviews and. Um, and with Don, you know, <laughs> I laughed because this morning <laughs> we were talking about the Dirty Dancing movie sequel that's coming. Yeah. And he's like playing that famous scene where Patrick Swayze lifts Jennifer Grey up for that famous lift, right, yeah. as we're going to commercial. And then he's like, and I'm sitting at the desk and he's standing in the middle of the studio and they're cutting the commercial. And then he's like, all right, all right, Poppy, are you going to do it? And he starts dancing. And I like run across the studio on my high heels and he like, attempts to lift me up i think i weigh a few more pounds than jennifer gray did at the time (laughs) like that would only happen with don lemon do you know what i mean um he is the only person that can get me to do dirty dancing at six in the morning but what a gift to like get taken out of your comfort zone in the best possible way and learn from the people sitting on your right you know on your well they're both to my left every morning Listen, to be fair, we have no idea how many takes it took Patrick Swayze to lift Jennifer Grey like that, right? I mean, it's... There uh, you go. Yeah, so, yeah, don't don't be too hard Thank on you. yourself. And, and Don, uh, you guys uh, you guys are killing it. You guys are doing a great job with uh, with what you're Thank doing. You. And I, I just see this uh, going on for as long as you want it. And it's going to, uh, you know, to me, it's going to go on a long, long time. Nice chemistry there uh, all That's the way so through. Nice. I, do you see an That's, evolution... That- uh, happening. I mean, I, I guess there's always uh, it, there's there's always got to be some expectation of uh, of evolving. But it seems like it's you know it, it's just there. And I I don't know uh, you know how much involve uh, evolving would would take place on a show like this. But you tell me, what do you expect in the future? I don't. know. Well, I think you know that's a great question because I think we need to understand what the audience wants and likes and wants more of wants less of and I'm, I'm actually like not just talking about ratings i'm talking about feedback from people anecdotally like i talked to a lot of folks when i was home again over in minnesota right and like friends their parents all different age groups hearing what they what's working for them what's not um look at what twitter's saying which don always reminds us is not 
He's not everyone, that's for sure. But, you know, <laughs> I think you have to listen. I think you, I said in the promos that we ran for the show, like, people just want to be heard. And I think that's right in terms of voices we need to highlight across the country, right? Our tagline for the show is bringing America home. But also, let's listen to the viewer over the next six months and let's see, you know, what's working for them and what's, what's not, right? And respond to that. So I certainly think this show will evolve in a good way. Yeah. Well, listen, Poppy Hollow, uh, congratulations on all your success. Not only this, uh, this morning we'll be talking about it as we let you leave and get to uh, get to your next folks, uh, but uh, on everything. What a great career you're putting together. Uh, Thank can, you. Can you give us a website, a social media site where we can follow along with what you're doing? Of course, at CNN This Morning on Twitter, Instagram, all your social, all your social platforms. We'll be there. Poppy Hollow, thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye. The very talented Poppy Hollow has been our very special guest. She's terrific. Every role I've ever seen her in, she's um, you know she's uh, she's taken it on, um, uh, you know seamlessly. She's with Don Lemon, and if you remember, uh, Don, uh, you know we had Don on the show, and and uh, you know it. it it happened, or his switch from the nighttime show to uh, to this show uh, came, uh, you know, soon after that. There was a controversy there about uh, Don asking the uh, uh, someone from the royal family, a spokesperson from the royal family, about slave reparations, and uh, and uh, and the woman uh, b- basically laid out the history of of what England did and Great Britain did. Um, you know, during that and, you know, and, uh, you know, gave a really accurate history. And, and again, um, you know, Don looks surprised by it. And, and again, it's not, it's not something I, I threw up in his face. And I mean, it happens to, to everyone. Everyone's going to make a, a big, you know, a big mistake once and for uh, once in a while. But uh, soon after that, uh, he switched to the morning. And, you know, to me, uh, it's, it, it's a good fit. And he's, uh, he's in a good landing spot with, uh, Poppy Hollow and Caitlin Collins. Caitlin Collins is the uh, the the kid of the bunch, and I say that respectfully. She's, you know, uh, coming in there with a lot of energy, and it's interesting that Poppy Hollow uh, just said that, uh, you know, she learns from her every day, and I, I think that's a great, you know, a great attitude to go in there with. By the way, uh, Poppy Hollow, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, she's a she's a Columbia grad, and then uh, is she did she go to Yale Law School? I think she did. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's got some, she's an Ivy leaguer. She's, uh, she's, you know, from Minnesota originally, I'm sure she's thrilled about her Vikings, right? Doing what they're doing. And, um, you know, coming from uh, Minneapolis, uh, you know, not a, uh, not a major, uh, major market, but still not a, you know, it's not the backwoods either. Um, to, uh, to get to her heights, uh, where she is, it's just, uh, is just terrific. Uh, you got to be happy for her. She works very hard and she does what she does very well. Uh, she's a mom. I think they got a, a, a her and her husband had a child um, or two, uh, two children, uh, you know, just recently. I mean, maybe back to 2019, 2018. I'm not sure, but she has two young uh, children and she's getting up early in the morning to do this show um, this morning with CNN and uh, kudos to her. Uh, Don Lemon and uh, uh, Caitlin Collins, uh, the three of them, are, you know, 
uh, are getting a nice opportunity here. And they are, uh, yeah, listen, uh, it's working. It's working for them. I don't know what the ratings are or anything like that, but if you watch them, they they do have a good chemistry together. And, uh, you know, hey, listen, a lot of experience there. Frank McKay signing off. Poppy Hollow has been our very special guest from CNN and the new co-host of CNN This Morning. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, a guy who's put together just an amazing career, and uh, he has the best uh, podcast out there, along with Michael Imperioli, uh, Talking Sopranos. It is absolutely great. Uh, Here to also talk about Blue Bloods, new season is upon us, and of course he's great in that, Uh, Steve Sharipper is our very special guest. What a career. This guy has put together and uh, calm as a bitch. Uh, nothing personal. Uh, it's uh, It just keeps going and going. Steve, how are you? Frank, how you doing, pal? How are you? Uh, doing great. And listen, the before we get into Blue Bloods, the, the podcast is just absolutely great. I'm sure it's everything and, and more that you expect. And it seems like you guys love doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turned out to be, uh, you know, we didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you, you know, Frank. And it turned out to be uh, a lot of fun. And certainly during these times, I think we give people a lot of joy from uh, getting, you know, on on social social media and stuff. What kind of dog? What kind of dog you got there? On social media and stuff. I got a little wiener dog named <laughs> Willie. Doc He's a good boy, Willie boy. All right. He's he's my buddy, and uh, you know, uh, so, you know, we hear from people on social media constantly, and people from uh, how they're binge watching The Sopranos and how they look forward to Mondays and how they were down in the dumps. And uh, honestly, and I'm not just saying that it makes us both feel really good. Uh, and it's successful. We're doing 200,000 people plus an episode. Uh, we've had great guests on. Uh, uh, Monday is Steve Buscemi and the Pine Barrens episode, you know, where me and Michael are watching the show for the first time in 20 years, and wow. we do a breakdown of each episode and uh, give you a little peek uh, behind the scenes. So it's been great. Yeah, Buscemi was the director uh, of that. that. That's uh, one, just one of those shows that, uh, well, the, yes. one, one of those episodes where it, there was just no no definitive ending. It's uh, very David Chase like if you think about it. And uh, and wow, I mean that's a that's a great episode, and uh, we're looking forward to that. By the way, I was one of those people saying, "Look, I'm I'm binging this again. I'm you know binging The Sopranos for the fifth time, and uh, you know I'd love to hear a podcast, and then here you guys go, and it, it it's just." absolutely terrific without question the I, l- listen blue bloods yeah thank uh, you man Thanks. Co- yeah blue bloods coming up on uh, a new season and i you know you, you talk about a nice follow-up for you for uh, the the sopranos it's uh talking about an extended gig you're going into uh, it, you know it's 80 something episodes for you and uh, a classic another classic show uh what do we have to look forward to without spoiling what do we have to look forward to for the new season of blue bloods 
you know, uh, you know, the same great writing, all the cast is back. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't shoot with a mask on, you know, I don't believe the other cast does, no one I've worked with, so that's kind of good, you know, you take people out of the COVID world for an hour, you know, uh, so that's a good thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I haven't seen any of the thing, uh, the episodes, but I've read, you know, six of the scripts so far, and they're just, just as good as ever, if not better. And uh, during these times, you know, the family dinner scenes are what people like a lot. And, uh, you know, I think people are going to love it. I mean, I know people are really anticipating and looking forward to it. Hey, let me jump back to talking Sopranos uh, for for a second. And everyone out there listening, if you're not listening to Talking Sopranos, you're you're missing out big time. Uh, Steve Sharipper and uh, and Michael uh, just do an amazing job each and every week. I, I I'm sure uh, a, a lot of people are being cooperative and so forth. Is there anybody for any reason that don't want to do? the uh, the podcast i you know i mean i can't imagine anybody turns you guys down but are you having a hard time getting people to uh revisit it for any reason at all no 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 we have uh so far i mean you know we've had um, and i don't know how many guests you know we don't have a guest every episode but we've had lorraine brocco and i eat it to toro and uh Edie falco and we're interviewing david chase on friday Wow. And we've had Terry Winter, and we've had the kids, Jamie Lynn Sigler, Robin Eiler. Uh, no one has turned us down. Uh, Dominic, we're trying to get a hold of Uncle Junior. He's in London, so we've had a hard time uh, nailing him down. Uh, he's 90 years old now, or 89. Uh, well, we hope to get him in the future. But we've had just about everyone. Uh, no one has turned us down. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> well, listen, now. Uh, li- uh, why never know. Why would they? Why would they? Listen, it's terrific. Hey, any new food on the uh, on the horizon? Any new uh, food products? Uh, it, you know, it was a. No, it was... no, we were out of business. We had the pasta sauce for a few years, but we went out of business. We tried to grow too quick. Uh, it was good okay. stuff. We tried. Listen, it was good stuff. Okay. And listen, I know you. I know you're waiting to get out of here, so I'm not going to keep you. Can you give us a website, a social media site? for people to follow along what you're doing and uh, and certainly give us any information that uh, you can yeah, give us on Talking Sopranos. TalkingSopranos.com. Uh, Talking Sopranos is on Instagram. It's on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. And, you know, there they'll direct you how to get the podcast. It's on YouTube, anywhere where you get your podcasts. And uh, there you have it, man. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. Uh, the uh, official Steve Sharipa and uh, on Twitter Steven Sharipa so you can find me I'm not hiding Frank I'm around buddy well listen congratulations on everything what a career not bad for a, uh, a kid from Brooklyn uh, just way to go and congratulations on Talking Sopranos it's it's the best podcast out there on any TV show uh, just absolutely terrific and congrats to you and Michael on it Thank you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you. You too. Thanks for being here. Steve Sharipper, everyone. And yeah, I kid you not. Uh, talking Sopranos is, is great. I mean, they're just basically you know out there talking about uh, scenes that they did and, and, you know, all types of, uh, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of James Gandolfini. 
insight and uh, you know you you gotta love it if you love the show and and to me i don't know it, the sopranos uh, breaking bad I, I mean those are the, the two best shows i've ever seen and you know sopranos number one in my in my book i've had a lot of the uh, you know, a lot of the different guests. Steve, uh, this is the last uh, in- interview he was doing for a, a long list, so he's tired, and, and I figured I'd let him let him run through. I'd love to get into some soprano stuff with him, but uh, you know, <laughs> who knows how much patience he would have for it? But uh, it, he wrote a, a bestseller. He's the author of A Goomba's Guide to Life, and then they had him do a series, a Goomba series, on a whole bunch of things, and uh, they're, they're good. I, I'm telling you, he's he's put together. A, uh, a a really wonderful career and a lot of them haven't and uh, you know maybe by choice or maybe a lot of them just kind of uh, you know you know relaxed a bit but Steve obviously has a you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of ambition he did the the food he, he said ah they went out of business they tried to uh, grow too fast or whatever but still he had it out there and it was good stuff and and sauces and different things like that and you know, he's honest. They tried to grow too fast, and they uh, they killed it. But he's got these two shows as a producer, uh, Calm as a Bitch uh, and, uh, and and Nothing Personal. And he uh, he's uh, the, the host, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, Calm as a Bitch I've, uh, uh, I've seen. And so he hosts it, he introduces it, and he gets into it. I, you know, he's constantly doing something. He's got an IMDb, and I, I say this about a lot of people, but Steve Sharipper has a uh, a resume a mile long, and and I it probably Casino is where he broke through, and I don't know if that was his first big, it was certainly his first recognizable role, I don't know if it was his first role ever, and that was Scorsese, and uh, you know he uh, kind of broke through there, and as you could hear in his voice, he's a New York guy, and he has that voice, and and you know so many. Uh, uh, so many roles that uh, that came because uh, because of his work with the Sopranos and everything else. But uh, Steve Sharipper is uh, uh, you know, is constantly doing something, and you gotta you know I don't know you gotta hand it to him. And uh, Michael Imperioli too, you know he does you know quite a bit and he, you know some directing and everything else. But uh, if you think of it, you know a lot of the guys you just don't see a lot from them, you know. And you know I'm thinking Tony Sirico. And, uh, you know, like I, it, for whatever reason, you know, he's not as accessible as uh, Sharipper. Sharipper is, uh, you know, he's out there. Like he said, he's not hiding. He's uh, he's he's getting a lot of attention. And you know, like I said, Blue Bloods, I think there's been 200 and, you know, 20 or 250 episodes. And he's been in 80 of them now or, you know, something along those lines. So it's another long running show for him. Another another hit. Steve Sharipper, Bobby Bacliari, and you know he he came in. I think uh, "Do Not Resuscitate" was his first uh, show with The Sopranos, first episode, and he came on and uh, you know the heavy guy he had a fat suit on because he didn't think he was fat enough. And in that first uh, scene, you kind of knew they were gonna they were gonna use him and they were gonna uh, you know use him as a a foil for Tony and whatever. But he turned the role into something. Uh, you know, I couldn't imagine anybody else doing other than Sharipa, and uh, he just did a terrific job. I'm a, a big Sopranos fan. I know a lot of people are out there, but Steve Sharipa has been our very special guest. Uh, check out his book if you get a chance. Uh, best-selling uh, author of Agumba's Guide to Life, and he's got a whole series behind it. But Blue Bloods, the new season of Blue Bloods, is on its way. And check out his 
his uh, his series, his podcast series with Michael Imperioli, who's been on this show and uh, Talking Sopranos is the name. And check it out. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.